Listening Dog Media. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The offside rule. We get it. It's brought to you by Continental Tires. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Offside Rule. We get it brought to you by Continental Tyres. Season 3, episode 36. And we've had a bit of a reshuffle. We've had a bit of a cabinet reshuffle here <laughs> after the elections. And we've brought in a brand new member of the podcast. Well, only on a temporary basis. Although you will know if you're a fan of the podcast, you will know her voice. Mina Rizuki, very warm welcome. Hello, so nice to be on. <laughs> oh, God, uh, I've had a little bit of an incident already coming into uh, to, well, to the studio to record but I'll let you tell them the story about this. Oh, no. Lindsay Hooper, of course, is here. Yes, I missed this completely because I was too busy, uh, as usual, trying to shovel some food down um, before I got a little bit lightheaded. Then you both come waltzing in. Tell me this story. I'm outraged, Mina. Absolutely outraged. (laughs) Well, this sort of stuff happens to you if you're a woman working in football, and we won't jump on a soapbox. It's genuinely funny. We're in a sports studio recording today, uh, and there's quite an old chap, not much hair on his head, bless him, um, who stopped Mina as she was popping out to go and get a can of pop and he said oh if you're popping out could you get me and I thought who is this man and Mina's like no 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 I'm I'm he's could you just pick up me and and Mina was like no 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 I am a guest here I don't actually work here and he was like oh okay okay he looked really put out as well you went off to go and get your pop and uh, I said to the bloke who did you think she was he said oh I thought she was the cleaner I was about to tell her to go out and buy some J cloths no. And can we set the scene here? I'm, I'm looking at Mina, who, by the way, is flawless. She's been on CNN today and her makeup looks immense. And also she's got a machino belt on, Armani jewellery, <laughs> a beautiful, what I would estimate, an expensive jacket. Am I right? No, it's Zara. Oh, she's saying it's Zara. Um, but she looks very... Cl- I mean, there's no... If, she was, if you were a cleaner, you would be the poshest cleaner in London. <laughs> you definitely don't look like a cleaner. And we're so pleased to have you here today. In fact, we're going to be quizzing you, Mina, on Syria and Juventus, your team, of course. And you let us into a little insight earlier and said that if you didn't do football as a job, you, you just wouldn't be able to watch them at the moment. 
No, I really don't think so. I, I just, I've never realized how much of, of a fan I really am until I start watching them because it's like the, the nerves get so much to you that I just think this is torture. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> so I don't even understand why being a football fan is fun. I, I wish I was a neutral, but if it wasn't for journalism, then I don't think I'd be watching that game. Sorry. Oh, you're a real girl who loves her football. That's what we like on this show. Um, and uh, you will have heard, Mina, um, for the last few seasons as one of our European experts here on the podcast covering Serie A. So if you're thinking, I know that voice, who is it? Uh, it's Mina. She's making a welcome return as part of our trio today. What else is coming up on the show? Well, there's plenty, isn't there, Lindsay Hooper? We're going to be talking yes. about <laughs> we're going to be talking about the England squad announcement, and I'll be asking you for a few surprises. Okay. That's the England women's squad for the Women's World Cup in Canada this summer. We're also <laughs> excuse me. Uh, we're also going to be asking if there's a doctor in the house. Daniel just needed one. Oh, yeah, I did, actually. It's true. I need him now. Uh, Daniel Sturridge, he's had a hip operation. Not back till September. Uh, injury, not his favourite friend, is it? So we'd like some other examples of uh, players who never quite reached superstardom because injury got in the way. Sue Smith is here with a WSL roundup. Oh, and by the way, we've got some exclusive interviews from the England women's squad announcement. So look forward to those later on. Sue Smith with a WSL roundup. And We'll also be talking seriously. Now, this is on the back of John Carver's declaration last week that he's the best coach in the Premier League. Now, forgive me, maybe I've been underground for too long, but not by my estimations, John. Oh, no. I'm sure on the training pitch, he actually is quite a good coach. And I have heard in the past that he's very varied and footballers really like training with him. I think that's what he was trying to make reference to. But you can't say it when your team has just lost seven games on the spin. You just can't no. say it then. He did get a draw at the weekend. So well done, John. That, oh. that, that is he said it, when he said it, they had Yes, it. that is the stuff of best manager in the league, isn't it? A draw. Well, similar to Tim Sherwood, I guess. Didn't he think he was the best and he sort of started to prove it now but if you're going to sell out your players then I don't know what you're thinking by claiming that Mm, naughty naughty John anyway so more on that later on we're going to be hearing from the ladies with other examples of delusional managers that's what we think of you John Uh, or players we can add them into the equation as well and a quick reminder you can listen to us via audio boom and iTunes catch us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod give us a follow and our website OffsideRulePodcast.com updated daily plenty of articles uploaded from our bloggers all over the UK and abroad plenty of a women's build-up to the World Cup on there as well and a special announcement about a women's World Cup magazine that we're producing as well. It's been a very hard and long project but we're nearly there uh, and it can be in your inbox very soon. We have got another announcement as well because the Offside Rule podcast will be going to Canada. Mm. We're going to the Women's World Cup um, with Audio Boom, who are kindly sending us out there to do lots of content. So we'll have many more podcasts coming throughout the summer months covering the international tournament. Goodness knows what kind of trouble Lindsay and I are going to get up to in Canada. But there we go. You'll be able to listen to it all unfold over the summer. Let's talk about relegation first. Two teams down in the Premier League? Yes, so it has been confirmed. And, And didn't they go down in a contrasting styles. Um, Burnley, who actually uh, won their game, but it wasn't enough. Uh, they were sent down to the championship and accompanying them, QPR, who went down in a very different fashion. Um, absolutely pummeled by Manchester City. 6-0. I didn't think they put up very much of a fight at all. Uh, Sergio Aguero as well, by the way, with a hat-trick, now out in front for the golden boot mm. for the season. Um, Hull occupy the final relegation spot at the moment, but it could still be between four or even five teams um, I I certainly am worried for Newcastle. I think they really are dropping down the league at 
quite a rate. Um, and everyone seems to think that they'll, oh, they'll be OK. I, I would have a word of caution for Magpies fans. I, I think Hull and Steve Bruce have more to worry about right now, especially with their running and final games. But oh, what, what, what a few weeks uh, we're in for the next couple of weeks. Hi, I'm Jeff Stelling, and you're listening to The Offside Rule. Three women talking about football. I'm used to listening to four old women talking about football on Saturday afternoons, so I'll definitely prefer this. OK, let's move on to topic number one. Daniel Sturridge. Oh, poor thing. OK, he's out until September now. He's only made 18 appearances for Liverpool this season. Uh, let's hope he makes a successful return, shall we? Several players don't, though, and they never reach their best after being out with a long-term injury. Uh, either they're in and out of squads or their careers cut short entirely. So, ladies, let's have a look at the players who never were, the players who were never the superstars that perhaps they were destined to be because injury got in the way. A um, couple of players each, please. Lindsay. Well, we'll start with my one that I was alluding to, I think, because I, I want to find out who Mina thinks I've gone for and if she's correct. Yes, of course. Is it Del Piero? It isn't. It isn't. I'm talking Paul Gascoigne. Gaza. Because of the Lazio connection. I did think, oh, she's onto it, she's got me, but there we go. Um... Paul Gascoigne, um, you may remember that in the 1991 FA Cup final against Nottingham Forest, he had that horrific knee injury and it basically ruined his career. Because we ha- when I was talking earlier about uh, someone who you would definitely know, of course we all know that Paul Gascoigne was a fantastic player. I think people around the world know he was a fantastic player. But what potential did he have to go that step further, to perhaps be among the names of Zidane and Figo and those sorts of people? I, I truly believe if he hadn't have had that injury in that 91 FA Cup final, that he would have been the sort of player, a little bit if we're making the comparison now, like Messi, who's just continuing to play brilliant football Ronaldo I mean they don't look like they've got anyone really near catching them am I saying that that Gaza could have been as good actually I think I am I think I'm saying that he could have been in terms of history stakes in in sort of the same breath as some of these players and you, you think back on the 1990 World Cup heroics and the potential that he showed, um, also uh, the moments in, in Euro 96 where he showed how passionate he is about the game as well but he really never kicked a World Cup ball again, did he? And I think that was a crying shame. So injury to Gaza, I would start as my first one. Mina, yours. OK, so the reason why I thought it was Del Piero was not because Del Piero is not a, a legend of the game, but I think it largely has to do with the fact that he's a nice guy. He stayed with his club. He became certainly one of the most renowned ones. But I don't think he ever reached the level of like Roberto Baggio or perhaps even Francesco Totti. Mm. And I really genuinely have, must admit that it has to do with the injury that he got in 1998. So Juventus had reached the final with Real Madrid in 98 in the summer, lost, as they like to do when it comes to the final <laughs> stages of the Champions League. Um, and then he got this horrible, horrifying injury against Udinese in the Friuli. And uh, he was out for practically a year. So this was around November. That season, imagine, he was top scorer the year before. He had uh, scored 10 goals in the Champions League. But that next season, Juventus finished in sixth place. And they didn't win the title again until 2002. And whether or not Del Piero came back, of course he did. But was he? you could see that he was never able to regain that form that he had in the early start of his career because he never really got over that injury. And Ancelotti did a really good job trying to get him back in there. But you feel this was a man who could have perhaps been the greatest thing that Italy ever created. But with that injury happening to him so young and it took so long of his, of his time away from him, a year, that he was never able to recapture that. 
looking at it from the Italian point of view and using uh, Lindsay's vote for this, Paul Gascoigne, how was he received in Italy? How did he how did he go down there? And of course, he didn't really achieve the dizzying heights that he was meant to. Well, as, as pointed out, he didn't go there on the top of his game, no. did he? Having said that, though, he was a huge fan favourite. I mean, obviously, though, he came with real passion. And I think that's how everyone looks at the English, at least in Italy. It's about really playing for it. Whereas the, the way that the Italians play the game is such a professional and disciplined manner. Yeah. It's almost a little bit cold. You think that they're lacking compassion or some sort of sympathy. And this is, was a man who gave his all, perhaps not as great on a technical level as some of them. But Do they think that of Ashley Cole? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you something about Ashley Cole. The other day, he was tweeting and he was saying oh well Chelsea won and all of this is happening and perhaps I can even get a game but when you look at all the pictures that he takes with the squad he's always about two meters away from them and Totti tweeted one saying you know we don't smell right (laughs) (laughs) poor Ashley Carroll not really um I've got another Italian connection here Dutch Van Basten, but well known for scoring that amazing volley um, to win Holland the European Championships back in whenever it was '88. Um, but he also made uh, an impact over in Italy and went over um, from Ajax um, to Milan and picked up an injury and was never quite the player that he should have been. It, it was an ankle injury, I think, and he never ever quite made the heights that he was meant to. It should have been a massive move for him and it just never quite happened. I think he will always be something quite special to Milan. And I, and you have to feel sorry for Fabio Capello, who came in 94, didn't really have the squad. Mm. And yet imagine all of this is what made probably made Fabio Capello such a world legend, is that he still won the Champions League with Milan, with a less mm. than adequate squad and missing his back line. Van Bastion, though, you know, again, like Del Piero, perhaps they still had more and they mm. could have exploited more of that potential. But I still think he did a pretty good job. Okay, hoops. I'm going to make this one really quick. It's quite a well-known player who picked up a, a bad injury, but I do remember when he was coming through the youth ranks at Ipswich Town, being very excited by this player. He went on to play for England um, and was getting a lot of press attention. I think many thought that he might turn into a, a, a long-term England international, maybe someone who would pick up sort of 50-plus caps. He didn't at all. Um, Kieran Dyer, because you remember, he actually he went with um, Ipswich Town all the way into the Premier League, helped them with that promotion into the Premier League, League. That was back in 1999. He then moved after playing for England in a, in a couple of big tournaments, 2002 and 2004. He actually moved to West Ham. Now, this isn't like West Ham at all, is it? Taking players who get bad injuries. <laughs> um, but of course, this is what happened. Literally in 2007, days, I think it was something like a week to 10 days after he joined West Ham, he broke his leg. Yeah. And it's never been the same since. Um, really, we've just never seen what Kieran died could do and it was down to that really bad injury that leg break well actually it's funny that you mentioned a leg break because uh it, for me, I've grown up with Arsenal fans and it's my favourite thing to do is take pot shots at them because, you know, <laughs> you just think, oh, it's never going to happen, is it? But in 2008, they came close. Well, they were they were top of the league by five points. They had this great little striker up front called Eduardo De Silva. Does anyone remember yeah. him? And there was something about him. He was scoring. He had a, a penchant for scoring yeah. ridiculously beautiful goals. He knew how to hold up the ball. He was left-footed, strong, composed, assured. All of the things that Arsenal genuinely needed. He reminded me of Di Canio. 
actually. Actually, that's it. I can see why I can see why you think that. And I genuinely thought this was the time that you had to stop taking pot shots at Arsenal because this was going to be their season. The first time they were going to win the title since 2004. It's only been four years, but that's how much, you know, success is so important. And, uh, and then he suffered that horrifying mm-hmm. tactical against Birmingham. Honestly, it was so awful that they didn't show the replays because yeah. that was how much yeah, they were going to yeah. traumatise. Oh, God. And then after that, you thought... Let's see what his, you know, his personality was renowned because Arsene Wenger kept talking about his personality and all of that and he'd come back with this. But how can you, any, anyone ever recover from that? And I genuinely think this was a guy that could have been an elite striker, someone all around the world. And unfortunately, he sort of disappeared. So if we're going to take pot shots at Arsenal again, we can look at some of their current squad who suffer from injury problems. Jack Wilshere, Theo Walcott, Aaron Ramsey. And I had a quick a quick look on my favourite stats site because I do love a stats site, me. I get very excited by stats. And just had a look at, at actually how many days have some of these players been out for. Theo Walcott in his uh, entire Premier League career, 653 days he's been missing injured. So when you equate this into years, that's nearly two years, basically, isn't it? Um, Aaron Ramsey, he suffered, of course, his own horrible leg break at the um, at the hands, I was going to say, but at the feet of Ryan Shawcross. Perhaps maybe if he wasn't caught smoking, that would have helped him a little bit more as well. <laughs> uh, he has had uh, 453 days out injured from his I league career. Off smoking? <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, Arsenal not the best uh, luck. So 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 perhaps Arsenal stars we can take them with never achieving their full potential because of the injury problems there. Okay, let's leave it there. Let's head over to Sue Smith with her women's Super League roundup. It's the end of the season, right, Linz? Yes, and it's her final one before the international break when we're off to. Canada will be filling in for her. Well, Sue's in Canada as well, so uh, but I don't think she'll be... She'll be busy. Yes, she'll be very busy with uh, BBC TV over there. Uh, so here's Sue. The WSL Roundup. Brought to you by Continental Tyres. Hello, everyone. This is my last roundup before the World Cup break. As always, there's been some great games in the Women's Super League to talk about this weekend. OK, I'm going to start with league leaders Chelsea, who played Man City for the second weekend in a row. The game was again a really close encounter and both teams created chances. Eniola Aluko opening the scoring, but then City responded really well to this and who else but Tony Duggan netted the equaliser. So the game finished one all. This is a good result for City and one I think that they can take confidence from. Chelsea, although, go into the break unbeaten. Next, I'll move on to Notts County, who have been in a fine run of form recently and they continued this in their game against Liverpool, finishing 1-0 winners in a really close encounter. OK, on to struggle in Bristol this season, who played Arsenal at the weekend. The game actually finished one all. Got to say, Bristol battled really, really hard and deserved their draw against the good Arsenal side. Ubergogu scored first for Arsenal, but Nicky Watts grabbed the equaliser and this is a really well-needed point for Bristol. Arsenal were very disappointed with this, but I think Bristol, again, can, can gain confidence from this draw. The last game we're going to talk about was Sunderland against Birmingham. Here, Sunderland won the game 3-0. Newly promoted team. They've done really well in the games that they've played. They look good going forward. Mead, Chaplin and Greenwell, they were the scorers in this game. Blues will be really disappointed. They missed lots of clear-cut chances and I think that was something that they feel they need to work on in the next part um, and that's to, to be clinical in front of goal. Okay, just a quick word on the World Cup squad. I'm sure it was really difficult for Mark Sampson to pick 23 players as a lot of players have been playing really well this season. 
some key players have had injuries, but it looks like he's gone with quite a nice blend of, of youth and experience. For me, that the shock eliminations were, were Demi Stokes. She's played a, a lot of left back. Jess Clark, who've, who've been, she's been in, in fantastic form, especially last season. Um, so she'll be really, really disappointed. I'm, I'm gutted for her. Other players that, that could have been included, like sort of Anita Asante, Gemma Davidson, Natasha Dowie, all good players and, and for me, could have got into the team. But it, it's all about opinions. And, and obviously Mark's gone with, with his squad of 23, which I think looked good. And I think that, you know, in Canada, we've got to aim for at least semi-finals. Everyone's saying game at a time, game at a time. As a player, you've got to believe you can win the tournament. And I hope that every single player in that camp believes that. I'm actually off to Canada to cover the games, uh, not showing off, but um, as a co-commentator. So that that's going to be really nice for me, uh, for the BBC. So all I've got to say now is... Come on, England! Thanks very much for that, Sue. Uh, and Sue will return as well, giving more of her WSL roundups for the second half of the WSL season when she returns from Canada. Well, speaking of which, it was the England women's squad announcement earlier this week. And we were there, we had a presence. It wasn't myself or Kate, uh, but we sent one of the team down there and caught up with a few players, including Leanne Sanderson and Frank Kirby. The female take on football. Yeah, my name's Leanne Sanderson and I play uh, centre-forward for England. When I got the phone call from Mark over a week ago or so, I was kind of like, I came off the phone and I was pretty emotional because it was a moment that was nice to spend, to share with my partner, my mum and dad, um, because they know how, what I'd been through in the last kind of four years when the squads were announced. And obviously I knew I wasn't going to be in it because of my own personal circumstances. It wasn't as if I thought I was going to be selected and I didn't. It's just one of those things that, but that's in the past now. For me, it's like a World Cup is what you dream of as a kid and I'm just so excited to get there now the squad's been announced um, it's just the beginning really at the same time because even though the squad's been announced our work's only just getting started so I think for us it's important to enjoy this moment and kind of take it all in and feel like oh yeah I've been selected but now it's the time to push on because I'm not just happy to just be selected I want to help the team in any way that I can the night before I was in America actually I went away for a few days back to where I, where I live and like it was um, I couldn't sleep I had butterflies. It was like waiting for my dad when I called him. Cause it was six o'clock in the morning where I was in Houston, and like Mark called, and I honestly I had like a lump in my throat. I came off the phone, and I had a moment where I just kind of broke down a little bit because I was so it wasn't like I was I was obviously really happy, but it was like wow, this is like unbelievable because people can turn around and say, well, you've been part of Mark's squad since he's come in, you've never missed a squad, but that doesn't mean that I take that position for granted because you never know, you just never know, and you mean when it means so much to you, and you yeah, and for me it was taken away from me before, so I think maybe that's why I look at it from a different perspective because even though players that start in games or whatever you never you just never know until it's actually selected so when I got the phone call to say I was selected I was so excited I was so happy and I, like I said at a moment where I had a bit of a cry because I was so emotional I'm Gary Neville and you're listening to the Offside Rule Frank Kirby striker it's really exciting for me um, obviously being the kind of first player from WSL 2 to get, get called up and now I'm able to go to the World Cup and obviously this time last season I wasn't even in the squad so it's been a bit of a whirlwind year for me and yeah I'm really excited and obviously really proud and really happy to be named in the squad obviously you're looking at some of the squad and some of the girls are in their third World Cup and then you've obviously got other people like me who are just going into their first so I think it's a real good mixture good mixture of experience non-experience but obviously girls who've played in the Euros like was said earlier so I think I'm most excited to play in with everyone really obviously it's just going to be amazing to hopefully get some minutes in the World Cup and just a massive learning curve for me. 
Great to hear from them. And whilst I've just commandeered the microphone, sorry, Kate, uh, I will return it to you in just a moment. Um, I just wanted to point out a big admission and omission from that squad in terms of my take on it. Uh, Katie Chapman being included in the England women's squad. That's huge news. Um, she's had a baby. As return will be one of the more senior players. So great news for her. Um, a little bit of a sad news, though, for Jess Clark from Notts County Ladies. Had a f- terrific season in the WSL last season, um, but she will be a bit disappointed not to be on the plane. Plenty of time ahead and plenty more World Cup tournaments for her though, so we wish her well in the future. Okay, let's move on to topic two. I've called this one seriously because last week I nearly spat out my coffee in the car when I heard Newcastle manager John Carver proclaim that he was the best coach in the Premier League. Okay then, John. Uh, But he wouldn't be the first person, would he, to suffer from the big I am in football. I'm sure we know plenty of examples. Okay, I'm going to show all my cards at once. All the aces are out and just go in with Joey Barton. Because as we know, Joey loves to proclaim various things, whether it's the studying that he's done, whether it's the work he's done on himself. Uh, But this time, uh, Sky Sports Footballers Football Show, uh, Joey Barton proclaimed that uh, he will be a top coach or a top manager without a shadow of a doubt. So, uh, no, I don't think that is a top trump in this game that we're playing. I think perhaps Mina or I are going to win this. And I'll tell you why. Because Joey Barton, it remains to be seen whether he's going to be a top-class manager. Maybe he will be. I know it might be doubtful, Kate Borsay, but it's not <laughs> happened yet. So I think... Barton could be a future manager and you just can't rule it out. <laughs> but you know what, Kate? I'm going to have to say something. You could potentially win this if we look to the future. Now, I was on radio the other day and there was a there was a panel discussing the upcoming game while well, it was the upcoming game between Real Madrid and Juventus. And basically, there was a talk about the different formations that were going to be exercised. And then they started talking about Roy Hodgson and why England was never going to win. And it's all because to do with formations. And they started to talk about 4-4-2 being a terrible one to use. Now, I started getting very defensive because there is no right formation. It's about what the players need. So I came on board and I start screaming and ranting and being, a, I don't know, perhaps an emotional woman that I am. <laughs> I, I started to to think as if it was my own formation. So I was like, no, you know what? Carlo Ancelotti won with Real Madrid, the decima, by playing 4-4-2. And the person that was arguing with me was Joey Barton. <laughs> so he doesn't believe anyone in the world can win a trophy if they don't play the style of football with a different formation. So if he doesn't even think that and hasn't got a different idea of formations, then is he really going to be the best coach? I love the fact that you were on national radio. You had no idea who you were arguing no. against, but you went all out for the 4-4-2. You're up against Jerry Barton, and I'm going to say that you probably won that, Mina. I do regret it a bit if I'd known. I'd perhaps been a little bit more calm under pressure. <laughs> I love how they wanted to get you back for more. Ding dong, round two. Um, but you haven't done. You've, you've actually refused so far. Um, I'm going to give you another example, but I think these are two players, two of the best and they've been a bit arrogant, but I just think they're funny quotes. So I'm going to share them with you. Um, Iron Robin. Um, I love Iron Robin. I do think he's brilliant. But just before a game when they were playing Bayern Munich in the Champions League in 2013, it wasn't before the final. It was before one of the earlier round games. He said, if I were a coach, I know what I would have to do on Tuesday. He said, I would have to pick myself. (laughs) So I think that's fair enough. I think he had a point, to be honest, Mm -hmm. but it's still quite arrogant to say. And another brilliant player, Johan Cruyff, um, he came out with a brilliant quote. There are lots of arrogant quotes from him. Um, Before I make a mistake... I don't make that mistake. (laughs) I 
love that. Um, uh, Italians cannot beat us, but we can certainly lose against them. Uh, That was, uh, by the way, that was for your benefit, Mina, because that was obviously being Dutch international. He wanted to get that in. And on that note, Mina, thank you so much for joining us. You've had a rare insight into the hilarity behind the scenes that is the Offside Rule podcast. Um, Interesting experience. Oh, my God, beyond interesting. This has been been a comedic rollercoaster of emotions. Really great fun to be on. Thanks for having me. Lindsay and I are so flattered that you associate the word comedy with us. (laughs) We try. Uh, Just before you go, if you wouldn't mind going to the machine and just grabbing me a couple of cans of Coke. What did you think I am? You know what? It's just getting too fat now. I don't think I'm going to leave. I need some uh, pledge duster thing. If you could just go to the shop from your cleaning cupboards. I've got loads of ironing that needs doing. Loads. How much am I going to get paid? I might get in on this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thanks very much for listening, folks. Um, Don't forget, we've got a Women's World Cup magazine coming out very soon. Check out more details on the website, offsiderulepodcast.com. Keep across our Twitter feed for all things Offside Rule Pod and much, much more. And, um, of course, you can listen to us via Audio Boom and iTunes. See you soon. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.